night, everyone. It's Matt Miller. I am here to deliver a podcast for you to listen in your ears. A podcast and I'll hear in your ears. I mumble through words all the time. You don't even have to listen. You just choose to rhyme. I'm referring to myself when I speak this way. Feeling really goofy. How are you today? Walked around. (laughs) Stomped around. Every day I stomp and I'm... On the ground, stomp today, stomp tomorrow. If there was a guy who just wanted to borrow something I had, I said, no way. I don't trust guys borrowing my stuff. Can't take my stuff away from me. But if you do, you can go drive your car into a tray. Because I don't trust that. You're going to give it back. Your reliance coming back and I don't want that. <laughs> ah, shit. I went to one of these uh, weed stores and they gave me a lighter, you know. Well, they didn't give it to me. I bought it. And uh, the picture on the front of it is like a little skeleton green zombie guy. Like a a Rasta guy in a Rasta hat with dreads. He's got a little joint in his mouth and there's like weed uh, leaves. And I'm like, damn, this is the lighter I want. (laughs) Imagine having this lighter and be like, damn, if I was like 15... No, even if I was like 19, I would have this lighter in my pocket. Be like, guys, look at this lighter. Bam. And it's just such a shitty dollar lighter, but it's got like a zombie pothead on it. And who doesn't like a zombie pothead just walking around, you know, discussing his life with you? Oh, I'm a zombie pothead. Instead of eating people, I just get high and wander around. (laughs) Ah, shit, guys. I had a lot I want to talk about, but then I noticed I had this lighter, and uh, I just had to discuss that with you. This is me alone. Um, If you're listening, you're the one hearing me, and no one else. You're the only listener at this point. I did the little lighter bit to, you know, to uh, narrow the pact of who's wanting to listen, and now we're we're down to one. No. This isn't going to be a low self-esteem podcast. I put out many of those. Put out many of those. And this is going to be a high self-esteem fucking podcast with fucking amazing knowledge I'm going to bestow upon you. Now I need to look up something. Somebody told me that the the U, like, the U.S., when will the U.S. be completely vaccinated, you know? When will the U.S. be completely vaccinated? Which is always good to do on air to things. Uh, we're all eligible uh, 20% of America is fully vaccinated, and I heard a thing that, <clears throat> like, the whole world isn't going to be even close to vaccinated by the end of the year, but Americans get the vaccine first, because we're the best. <laughs> or something like that. I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. I, do, I feel like, although people, you know, care about other people, like the people getting the vaccine, you know, the, the people on the side of helping each other just like jumping ahead in the line you know like they're like oh no everyone needs a vaccine but i need it first let's not give it to like places that aren't america (laughs) where (laughs) you'd be like oh america sucks but let's get let's make sure the vaccine uh comes to us first and we can get it now I, i might be taking a weird spin on this if you catch my drift i'm just trying to the moral implications of caring about people dying from COVID and then jumping to the front of the line 
to get it specifically <clears throat> if you're like just living in America, you get it. Well, there's other countries that aren't getting it as much, but you're, you know, I don't know. I'm thinking about it too much right now. <clears throat> I'm just always trying to nail, nail, I'm trying to fuck whoever's trying to be the most morally superior to me. Because I'm like, I can find holes in your moral, moral, <laughs> your moral superiority. <clears throat> Easy, dude. <clears throat> God, my voice is the worst right now. I always do this thing with like not speaking and then recording this because I'm all day, I'm working hard, you know, editing, making things. And then my voice is all fucked up. Uh, second thing I wrote on here was smoking weed. <laughs> And how I feel about that. And I, I, you know, you know, people like to get high, have fun, be high on marijuana. And that's fine. Just as long as you're getting your shit done. Uh, it's going to be legal in New York. I wonder if sports betting is legal in New York. Huh, this raises, who do you think, okay, who lost the most money sports betting? This is a good topic for you to hear for me. Matt. <laughs> okay, gamblingnews.com. Today we're going to learn about gambling. Terrence Watanabe, number one. He gambled $825 million and he lost $127 million. Doesn't he owe anything? Does he own anything today? $15 million. Those numbers don't even add up. Game of choice was Baccarat and Blackjack. Those are such crazy numbers. All right. When we discussed... <clears throat> my voice is literally ridiculous. I have sleep apnea. I can't talk. <laughs> when we discussed the biggest gambling losses in history, <clears throat> there's always a bit of a rivalry. As it turns out... A lot of people who come into money or made a fortune one way or another have felt inclined to gamble rather foolhardily at one time or another. But if anything, Terrence Wanadabi is truly one of the gamblers who lost it all, or at least a very substantial part of what he owned. <laughs> God, guys, one second. I know this is gross. This is like gross, man. <laughs> Or I just, you know, I, I, I clean my nose and I try to drink my lime liqueur and uh, tell you, talk to you about gambling. Watanabe inherited Oriental Trading Company in 1977, which he later sold in 2000. <clears throat> Whether he was bored or wanted to try something new, Watanabe's gambling habits pushed him into more extreme scenarios. Year after year, and in 2007, he incurred $127 million in losses at Caesars Palace and the Rio, after gambling over $825 million. So far as most famous gamblers who lost it all, Watanabe's losing streak is believed to be the biggest Las Vegas has ever seen. He tried suing the casinos, but ultimately lost and was ordered to pay off his debt. <laughs> Today, Watanabe has covered almost his entire has covered almost all his entire debt except for $15 million, for which he faced four felony charges back in 2009 and again in 2020. He could be, fa he could be sentenced to 28 years in prison if he feels to, fails to pay up. Um, 
So I guess he still owes fifteen million off a hundred and twenty-seven million lost. Eh, I don't know. Let's read the next guy. <laughs> I guess that's a lot of money. I was expecting these people to gamble all their money away. <laughs> Hari Kakavas. He gambled one point four three billion, incurred twenty point five million. He's paid his debt. Harry Kakavas may not be the biggest loser, but he made a point of being a repetitive loser. <clears throat> Yet, if anything, Kakavas had Kakavas. Cock in ass. Look up Harry Cock in ass. He's the second worst gambler in history. Kakavas has been. Fuck, my. Kakavas has had the. Pre-science, skill, and knowledge to minimize his losses in a way that he has allowed him to certainly not incur the biggest losses out there. Over the course of 16 months, Cock and Ass played back, placed back on a rat and fuck it at the Melbourne Crown Casino and spent a total of $1.43 billion between 2012 and 2013, incurring net losses worth... Uh, 20.5. Well, Cock in Ass has had no trouble spending 16 months gambling. He certainly objected to the casino keeping the 20.5 million he lost. In a lawsuit filed with the High County of Australia, Cock in Ass claimed that the casino had exploited his pathological urge to gamble, a popular defense between famous gamblers who lost it all, or at least enough to feel irritated. The presiding judge explained that Cockinass had showed rational decision-making and was able to act in his own best interest, including the plaintiff's decision to refrain from gambling from time to time. The judge's ruling stated. So these people, I mean, the first guy lost a large amount of his losses, $127 million of 825 That's pretty big. This guy lost $20 million of $1.43 billion. It's, I don't know. I know these are rich fucks that don't want to lose any money, but... See, I see the third one's a lady. Maureen O'Connor. Uh, gambled $1 billion, lost $13 million. He's playing video poker. <laughs> That's crazy. So, so she played video poker and uh, gambled $1 billion and only lost $13 million? Video poker's my game, dude. Do a little Googling about video poker. I remember I tried once to... Uh, you know, succeed as a video poker person because one of the first times I did it, I got like, I got like four of a kind and so I hit the whatever, I got a bunch of money, I hit the whatever, I got a bunch of money and I'm like, I'm going to keep learning video poker and if you learn the video poker strategy, it's pretty simple. Mm. O'Connor is certainly one of the gamblers who lost it all, having had to borrow two million from her second husband's charitable foundation. Uh, and spent the money on video poker. O'Connell, also the the widow of Robert Peterson, founder of Jack in the Box restaurant. <laughs> when her gambling addiction is certainly a little sensationalist for good taste, O'Connor is worthy of admiration. Her political and professional career was based on merit, and everything she achieved came at the expense of her hard work. All right, let's see. Let me look up Maureen O'Connor. Do you guys know Maureen O'Connor? Is this exciting? Am I speaking in a way that makes you guys go, oh, I'm coming to everything I fucking hear you say. Uh, Maureen O'Connor, billionaire? I should really search, because there's another Maureen O'Connor. You know, you, you wouldn't expect it. 
Marie O'Connor spent one billion. Oh shit! It's a she was an ex San Diego ex mayor. Uh, former mayor of San Diego spent the last decade wagering more than a billion dollars at casinos across the country, eventually liquidating her savings and auctioning her belongings off, selling off real estate, borrowing from friends, and taking more than two million from a charity set up by her late husband, a fast food tycoon. So was this, was this a fucking joke on the other website when it was like uh, her political and professional career were based on merit and everything she achieve came at the expense of hard work when her uh, her old husband there was a uh, sort of jack in the box I understand that her professional career may have all but the, the having the ability to have all that money was not part of her thing <laughs> just trashing I'm barely trashing this woman I just you know you know the meme people that are like self made and you're like alright we'll wait Till we see the inheritance you got, and you're like, you're not self-made. You just were giving them, given the money. So, okay. Federal pop prosecutors said it was impossible to know precisely how much Miss O'Connor had lost over those years, but she emerged with her fortune gone and her health shattered. She took out a second and third mortgage on her La Joya Caliph home to pay for the gambling. Damn. Her lawyer said she had between 40 and 50 million before her gambling program uh, problems began. Da 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 do. Gambly gambly goo. <laughs> in Las Vegas, she gambled 120 million in 2007 alone. Shit. When you got lots of money, gambling. If I had a ton of money and I was just gambling. That'd be pretty fun, right? Go to the casino, put a billion on black. It doesn't hit. I'm like, I don't care. I have 17 quadrillion dollars. That billing, billion can go to the, the Native Americans who own this casino. They need it to buy all their things, their goods, you know? <laughs> some guy, some racist guy is like, they can probably use it to buy alcohol. And I'm like, I'm not saying that. The racist guy who's yelling is saying that. And so on. The rest of the bit may add other stereotypes in there, but from racist people in the crowd. They're yelling it in the casino. All right, guys. I think I've pretty much summed up everything any person would ever want to hear in this brief moment of me just chattering. This one isn't on video. This is purely for your listening pleasure. One day I'll start, you know, doing things right, but until then... I'm going to keep doing things this way. <laughs> Just be vague and meaningless and uh, vague and meaningless. No, meaningful. We're going to be vague and meaningful. Michael Vick's on this list uh, who lost 20 million gambling. Damn. Oh, but that's more like because he had a dog fighting ring. It wasn't specifically, they sent a letter to Vic saying that he now had to reimburse them $20 million of the $37 million he received as a bonus. Oh, his team. It cost him the $20 million from his team because he had to go to jail. Because <laughs> he had to go to jail. So there's that. Um, 
What a nice list. Gamblingnews.com. What could be the top story on gambling news? Scientific games and smart markets reach new betting volume heights. What? <laughs> smarkets? What are smarkets? Guys, we might learn about what are smarkets. So let's go and do it. Smarkets. Oh, smarkets. It's a company. Uh... Smarkets is a betting exchange offering you a modern, fairer way to bet and trade on sports, politics, and current affairs. Here we explain the benefit to betting with Smarkets over traditional bookmakers. You have the best odds in Smarkets. Mm, this is like a British thing. I like that you can bet on politics and current affairs. Huh. Smarkets uh, current affairs bets. Let's see about this. I might have to get into Smarkets. <laughs> Smarkets current affair odds. Here we go. <clears throat> uh, coronavirus. COVID-19 current affairs categories. Sports. Uh, delayed a Premier League season. <laughs> May or June. Fans to attend any per Premier League match. Uh, I don't know. Euro 2020 to go as head as planned. Yes or no. Tokyo Olympics to start as planned. Yes or no. You can bet on these things. That's so fun. Uh, let's do USA political odds. Mm. All right, Donald Trump. What can you bet on Donald Trump? Uh, Trump to create new political party. You can bet on that. <laughs> yes or no. Oh, 51st state is a bet. Let's see. Washington, D.C. to become fit to state before 2022. Uh, Puerto Rico to become a state before 2022. It looks like the no's have it. Barely anyone going yes. Neither of those places are going to have a state. Majority Taylor Green uh, To be expelled from Congress, yes or no. The no's have it. What do they have for Joe Biden here? Okay. Biden's first international visit. Will it be the UK or Republic of Ireland? Now, it's swayed towards the UK because this is like a UK thing, but I don't know. It could be Republic of Ireland. You don't know. Uh, Biden to serve full term, yes or no? <laughs> Looks like the no's have it. 48% to 45%. $11,000 have been traded voting on Joe Biden to serve full term. Isn't that pretty funny? <clears throat> Biden approval on day 100. 50 to 54 or 55 to 59 and the 50 to 54 have it. Okay, this one was easy. $2,000 stimulus in Biden's first 100 days. The no's destroyed that. The yes, it was no 98%. Yes, 4%. So 102% of people voted. <laughs> Biden to leave office. Yes or no? The no's have it. Biden exit date. Uh, 2021 or 2025 or later? Uh, 2025 or later has it. Let's see what the dollar's betting you can do. Is this exciting? <laughs> okay, Harriet Tubman, yes or no? So I guess Harriet Tubman becoming the $20. 58% um, yes, 50% no. I thought that was finalized already. 
Oh, that one's from October. But how interesting. Smarkets. You can just bet on wild things. And then you can just be like sitting there being like, I hope Joe Biden sucks a cock because I voted Biden blows a man. Yes. (laughs) Ah, shit. Well, guys, I can't end there. I've just learned about smarkets. We're going to become, maybe, maybe, all these countries... Like, you think gambling is going to be bigger than ever soon? Like, people, like, I'm way into the stock market now, you know, way in. Just all invested in GameStop. But, like, I still want to gamble my money in the stock market. Am I off pace here? You know, are there other people out there now are regaining this uh, betting fucking uh, addiction? Or gambling, rather? It's fun. (laughs) (laughs) it's a fun thing to do gambling is certainly as fun Uh, let me just google biggest gambles biggest gambles in life you ready for this you ready for this fuck some dick what my pussy Mm. okay this is Quarry. Here's a Lance Sterling. He's a former executor for 25 years at the self-employment office. Or at self-employment. What, whatever, the self-employment office. <laughs> oh, I come here to work to be self-employed. This is the office. <clears throat> the gamble I did not know I was taking. I consider the gambles these chances we take without being more of the enormous risks they entail. These are the biggest ones we ever make because the outcomes are so surprising or shocking, tragic or fabulous or fatal. I already hate this fucking guy. Um, It's probably made up too. Sorry. (laughs) When I take a big gamble, I'm usually aware of the best and worst possible results, so they are expected. Four gambles I took without thinking that were all... Were all that risky or pretty much equal in their effects on my life. Unfortunately, none of them turned out well. They were disastrous. One fatal. Spending nine months researching the best aeroic valve replacement I needed within the year. Pack, uh, pack the, pick the top surgeon in the world at the institution with a nearly perfect record. Within a year post-op, had to be redone. The, the details too horrendous to revisit. Hmm. <clears throat> Number two, chose to cut a tree limb. Something I had done at least 20 times before was thrown off the ladder, resulting in a broken leg, two botched surgeries, and a disastrous six weeks in hospital over a 90-day period. Due to incompetent doctors and the surgery from the top trauma surgeon, have lost two years in rehab and a hip replacement as well. As a result, we will never be able to run again among other... will never be able to run again among other limits. I can't read for shit. I like in both these scenarios, he's one, two. He's like, I had the, the best surgeon. I Googled the best hospital, and it was shit. So don't trust hospitals. That's what I'm getting so far. Notice how the first thing I talked about the vaccine, and now I'm saying don't trust hospitals. I'm threading a needle secretly so I can fit into the web, so I can secretly tell you guys my opinion, but I'm speaking in code. <laughs> 
Number three, dropping out of my inverter, breaking my neck at C1 and C2 for 30 years. I used this machine without incident. And then C1 healed in uh, a neck brace after 90 days, but C2 did not requiring fusion surgery and another three months of rehab. So this guy spent his whole fucking life in the hospital with injuries. <laughs> okay, number four. This is the juicy one. Allowing my fiancé to make a decision to buy a new small car. A Nissan Sentry. Mm-hmm. Because she was fed up with bulky, heavy cars she had been driving for 20 years, she was crushed by a semi at an intersection. She never would have been able to make the move that put her in the path of the truck if she had been driving a full-size car. So they're really trying to throw a fucking jammer at the end. My fucking fiancé... Chose to drive a small pussy ass car and fucking died because he hit by a fucking semi truck. <laughs> I'm not laughing at the, the person dying. I'm laughing at the sequence of events. He's like, first I got injured my whole life, went to all the best doctors, and they all fucked up. And then my fiance got hit by a car and died. These are my biggest regrets and gambles. <laughs> oh, I like this question on Quarry. Is life a gamble? Okay, this is a good one. This is a deep one. Ooh, here's a guy, Adam Lee Chadwick. Oh, this is way too fucking long. Life is a gamble when we first have to start learning how to pee and take a shit in the toilet. Okay, it's going to keep escalating to how life is a gamble based off, like, fucking mundane kind of things or, like, maybe high things or, like, really explain life in a fucking stupid way. So let's just skip to ten. I just know how people write fucking lists about life, you know. Don't read them. Just listen to me. Life is fucking walking around, talking, jizzing, and pissing. (laughs) Sometimes you talk to a guy, and then you hang out, or a gal, and you do something. Number, this is the last ten on this quarry guy's fucking life list. By 60s and 70s, after achieving humongous success in life, three things need to happen by living older on the earth practice the basic again by peeing properly and oh fucking this guy's doing this whole shit where like when you're a baby you're a fucking old person shit at the end life is just a game that we are playing every day but many people have no idea that life is actually a real world game that we are playing by letting us choose what kind of lifestyle lifestyle that we really want on this planet oh choose this is a lift you up by your bootstraps guy fuck this guy Some people didn't choose how they wanted to live, okay? (laughs) I don't even know what I'm doing at this point. I'm just rambling on like I normally would. And I think I've done enough. (laughs) Whatever amount of time I've done now, it seems like enough. I feel like I've put you guys through a very uh, entertaining episode filled with wisdom and knowledge and something else. I've provided you with information that will last you until you're dead. And then after you're dead, you'll be like, damn. I can't believe I remember that episode of Militant Affection where Matt talked about gambling. Boy, do I want to suck his cock till he blows a load in my mom. 
Because after I suck it, I'm going to stick it right in my mom and he's going to blow it. And I'm going to have a baby brother. And the baby brother is going to be fucking Matt's. And I'm going to be, I'm going to love him because he's going to be the best baby brother because he's got Matt jeans and my mom's jeans in him. And then we're all going to be connected as one big family and we're all going to make out and start smooching. Actually, we're not. That's gross. Why would I make out with my mom's kid who's Matt's kid as a hypothetical person in the speaking? So it doesn't even matter, you know. <laughs> this is very meaningless. And, uh, you know, you go, buy my buy my t-shirt. Go to my website, mattmillercomedy.com. All I need is money. Just cash in my face. And then... <laughs> uh, I don't know, dude. I don't know what I'm talking about at this point. Feeling a little ridiculous. Next episode will be... Will be Every episode gets better. This one was great. Love you all. I've been at Matt Miller Real on everything. Matt Miller Real Comedy on YouTube. At Matt Miller Real on everything. MattMillerComedy.com. <laughs> Matt Miller Real Comedy on YouTube. Whatever I said. All right. Goodbye, everyone. Thanks for listening. Doo-doo.